My Mug, episode 378 on Monday the 8th of February 2016. I'm your host Stephen Lighton, back in the UK. Happy to be back in the UK. Um, welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news. You may notice I'm a little hyper at the minute. I've been drinking so much coffee today that I'm, I'm actually got a bit of a caffeine buzz, which is good. It's, it's been a while since I've drunk so much. I've been tasting lots, but not drinking much. Anyway, news. Uh, we've added a wonderful Rwandan to the site last week. Um, it might make something in my mug. I'm not 100% sure at the minute. Uh, it depends how it goes, but it's called Migongo. Um, it is delicious and it's definitely worth checking out. Even if you have to check it out twice and end up on it in my mug, it is, it is a coffee that I'm very, very uh, pleased to have. So that may be coming soon, but who knows. Uh, one that won't be coming soon because it's a new coffee and it's not going to make it in my mug because of the lot size is the cup of excellence that we bought from El Salvador. It is a washed pacamara from Pedra Redonda. Um, it is amazingly delicious. It's jammy, it's got like a real bubblegum kind of blackberry juicy fruit um, kind of taste to it. I, I really think you'll love it. It's worth uh, it's worth diving into uh, and that will not be in my mug so uh, I'm just letting you know. And that was the news. Um, it's time for Focus On and Focus On this week is on Bourbon and in particular Bourbon in El Salvador. Okay, so Bourbon in El Salvador. Um, first of all, El Salvador is the smallest growing country in Central America. Uh, my favorite stat, it's about the same size as Wales. Um, but it produces some amazing, exceptional coffee that is always good. Um, a lot of this is because of the varietals that it has. It has mainly Bourbon, Pacamara, and Pacas. Uh, Pacas is a Bourbon mutation that naturally happened in El Salvador. I'm trying to think of the farm's name, but we did have it a while back. Um, a fantastic, fantastic coffee, San Rafael. Um, but 60% of, 60 to 70% roughly, it's kind of changing all the time, of the production is Bourbon, uh, which this coffee is. And it's left the country very susceptible to leaf rust. I've talked about it on in my mug in the past, but a lot of this is because of that lack of diversity in the varietal plant stock that it has. Um, Bourbon originated, maybe, on the island of Bourbon, uh, more likely Ethiopia. Um, and it has many sub like Pacas, um, and it is super susceptible to pest and disease, um, and its yield is decidedly average, uh, tends to be, you know, not great, but in the cup, it tends to be everything but great. I am a massive Bourbon fan. Um, yellow Bourbon tends to produce a little bit more than red and orange Bourbon, but um, red is definitely the most prevalent, which this one is has very close links to SL28, Tipica, Katura, Pacas, um, uh, what's the Costa Rican one I'm trying to think of now? But a whole heap of uh, kind of mutations have happened with this coffee. Um, and the reason it is so popular with the mutations and also being spliced with things is because of the high quality cup. Um, I don't think it's any, like, I, I, well, my, my experience of Bourbons is that they tend to be my favourite coffees. Uh, I don't think that's any mistake. Um, you know, like they, they, it just tends to produce more delicious coffees. There are bad Bourbons out there, don't get me wrong, but it is definitely one of my favourite varietals for consistency, for its balanced, sweet, um, kind of 
profile like tends to work super well in espresso um, so anyway that was focus on So this week's coffee comes from El Salvador and it is a Bourbon as I've already said and it comes from a farm called Finca Mitiera, um, located in the canton and that's just a name for a small kind of uh, area uh, in the La Montana uh, um, department of Santa Ana, uh, very near to Apaneca, um, uh, in the corridor of, of Apaneca, owned by uh, the Garmelo um, family uh, who've owned it for three generations. Um, have been doing a very good job of producing great coffee there and um, they're very keen on very specialist picking this is really their focus and um, they have a team of pickers that they've used for years and continue to do like kind of do this really good job uh, it tends to go to about 90, 90 people working on the farm during the the peak of the harvest but they also have 45 uh, people who permanently work on the farm and some of them who live there um, the average age of the coffee plants on the farm is around about 35-40 years old. Um, they have 85% red bourbon, which is this one, 10% typical, which is quite unusual, and 5% marigajit, which is even more unusual. Uh, I've never got to taste those coffees, but I would absolutely love to at some point. Um, it's milled at uh, our friends from uh, Santa Patrona, uh, the Café Tuxpal uh, mill, and that's where it came to us from, or it has been up until uh, the coming year they're actually planning to move so we're not sure whether we're going to be able to find this coffee afterwards which will be super sad because it's become one of my favourites and certainly one of the guys in the roastery so we're going to keep on working on that um, we're going to uh, yeah, see whether we can but I really wanted to share this with you just in case we don't see it again because it hasn't ever been on an In My Mug it's, a, it's an In My Mug virgin and um, yeah, wanted to share so um, the location of this farm is uh, Shakalupa, which is Santa Ana. Um, it's in the corridor of the Apaneca um, Imapatec mountain range. Um, it is 88 manzanas, which is around about 60 hectares, um, uh, which is virtually all planted with coffee. Uh, it is a uh, red bourbon. Um, it is a fully washed. Altitude is around about 12,000, 1,200, 12,000, that'd be good. 1,200 to around about 1,500 meters. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. So uh, let's go and look at the pretty vague map bit because I don't have the coordinates for this one, so it is going to be a little vague. So here we are. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's map bit, which I know is going to be pretty rubbish um, because I don't have the coordinates of the farm. Um, so you will have to just... Uh, be amazed by some beautiful views of El Salvador. So we've whizzed across that Atlantic Ocean and we've come to Central America and of course the amazing country of El Salvador, one of our faves. Um, and this week's fact is 64% of the population lives in urban areas. Um, but then it's a very small country and the urban areas are pretty big. So I guess that's not an amazing fact, but it's an interesting fact. More interesting than Roland's facts anyway. Uh, but let's go down and let's go down here to the, the, the kind of area that it's in. So, Chalculpa, um, uh, Canton La Montaigne, you can see all the little bits there. We're really on that Ipaneca mountain range kind of thing. You can see some of the farms there that we buy from. So, you've got Finca San Jose, which is one of the farms quite close to it. Um, you've got a really good spine there of the whole volcanic Ipanapa, Ipa, yeah, I can never pronounce it, but that beautiful mountain range. 
see there's San Salvador, the capital, and that's where the majority of people are living, is in that capital. Um, uh, Quetzalpeca is uh, a neighbouring volcano, so really we're just taking a bit of a tour here and kind of getting you around. At the lowest point is the Pacific Ocean, of course, because it is a coastal, uh, a coastal country, and the capital, uh, the highest point is Cerro El Pital, which is 2,730 metres. Um, it's a super high, bumpy uh, country, you can see there, like all of uh, that central Latin America um, type thing. So we're coming around there, we can kind of get a good old feel of the whole country. You see, I really am just trying to fill here, aren't I? I'm doing my very best to give you something at least. Um, but a great country and somewhere I love very much and somewhere where I'll be in a couple of weeks. Anyway, that was the map bit. Sorry about that map bit, it is not uh, my greatest work, I apologise. Um, but your favourite bit and my worst bit, um, and I, I can't remember the... Oh, who's name? But we have a, a we have a, a lover of Roland Staff fact, and there's I retweeted a picture of it the other day. Um, somebody looking at the the in my mug on their screen. Um, it's Roland Staff fact of the week. The song My Sharona only made number six in the UK charts in 1979 but was top of the US Billboard charts for six weeks. Okay, I think I have to explain that one. Uh, every time we roast this coffee, um, or every time I roast this coffee, much to the annoyance of everybody else, I, I when you're gonna give me some, you give me some, when you're gonna give me some mighty error? Yeah, that's what we do here. We're all, a, well, I'm a bit weird. Okay, I'm gonna wipe you on pause, gonna go get tasting delicious drinks, be back with you in just a second. We are back, let's go straight into the espresso. And as I said to you when I was doing the focus on, bourbons and espresso seem to go so well together, so I'm looking forward to this. So the first thing that hits the palate is you get like a melted dark chocolate. And I'm saying melted because it has this like thick mouthfeel. But it also reminds me a lot of like walnut cake because you've got like that walnut oil kind of thickness again and, that, and a walnut taste with a delicious dark chocolate. It really is. Mm. Something else. Oh, that's good. More coffee. That's just what I need, isn't it? Um, time for the milk. You know I'm not a cappuccino fan. If you've watched any of these. Beard issue again. Um, but that walnut and dark chocolate and the, the bite and the bitterness of the dark chocolate really cuts through the milk. It kind of gives you that boom. Um, it's not hidden. The coffee is so present. Sometimes I find with milk, it just the coffee's disappearing to the background. That ain't in the background. That is phenomenal. That's a really good, really, really good cappuccino. And the brood, it's good. It's not my favorite brewed coffee, if I'm honest. I prefer it in espresso and cappuccino, particularly in the cappuccino. This for me is a great cappuccino coffee. I'm not saying that it's not 
great filter coffee because it is it's good but it's a bit boring there's not really any acidity there to you know wake up your mouth and see lots of these flavors it's a bit simple um it's a it's very warm at oil very warm at oil uh, more so actually than the others um the dark chocolate is a little bit more subdued in there it's delicious still but that cappuccino i'm gonna finish my cappuccino i haven't finished a cappuccino in a long time okay um, thank you for joining me. Sorry for being a bit hyper. This is way too much coffee for me. Um, but even when you have way too much coffee, life is definitely too short for bad coffee. And it's not short enough for too much coffee. That's good.